hope you're happy. That was Eric's Missing Bus from the Minnetonka Firecracker Incident's self-titled debut album. I hope you loved it, because that's what you're getting from now on. After last week's fill-in with Scott the Intern, a solid hour of wall-to-wall experimental Zydeco turned out to be far and away the highest-rated hour in station history. Word has come from on high that yours truly has been canned. My congratulations to Scott the DJ. I've been Anderson, and you've been listening to Better Radio. In the deep, dark, distant future, long after the Earth's collapse, the human government seeks the truth of what went wrong. To find out, they commission archaeo-astronomer ships to travel the stars in search of Frequency Earth. Manned by Jeffrey Lutz, a radio astronomer who can't stand the sight of blood, and joined by Sheldon, a Space Amigo 2200 series that's just happy to be here. We join the Jeff now in the ship's pub. So, Sheldon. Yeah, boss? I was working this afternoon, and I picked up this transmission about a baseball team, and there was apparently some sort of confusion because, you see, the players on the team had some very unusual names. Like what? Yes. Who was one of the players' unusual names? Yes. Frederick, yes? No. Archibald, yes? No. Jeff, yes. No. Hank, yes. No. Bob, yes. No. Jim, yes. No. Robert, yes. No. James, yes. No. Thomas, yes. No. Ken, yes. No. Gordon, yes. No. Look, just ask me who the player on first is. First what? First base. What base? First, it's baseball. There are bases. And I'm guessing a ball? That's right. (laughs) Now just ask me the name of the first baseman. What was the name of the first baseman? No. What was on second? Who's on first? My mistake. Who is the first baseman? Yes. Gordon, yes? No. Look, forget about it. We should probably get out of here anyway. This isn't really a bar fight. I know, but it, it's unsettling. I can't not duck when I see a bottle fly towards my head. The holograms look quite real. So, the ball players. I've queried the ship's database with respect to so-called first baseman and see no such record. No, it's not the point. It's... Hey... Hey, computer, what the hell is that? I thought I told you I didn't want to be scanned. Or projected. Good likeness, though. This isn't a hologram. What the hell was it? Well, it looked just like you. Are you sure no one can hear us? That's not quite it. I'm comfortable in it. But, but then, in, then in the summertime when it's hot, uh, I'm comfortable in light blue. You know, the goodest lettuce has been a popular item this week. You guys are the only grocer in town that carries it. I can't stomach the real stuff. Oh, are you allergic? What? Do you have a lettuce allergy? Oh, no. I just mean the idea of it. Those poor plants can't even fight back. They're just harvested. Yuck. Anyway, lettuce substitute works for me. Well, do as you will, not as you won't. Oh, can I tell you something? Lay it on me. I'm not supposed to mention this, but also, life has no rules and I'll do what I want. So, did you know there's a cheaper version of People magazine right there by the gum? Same page count and everything. Oh, I do, and thank you. But this edition is made from ethically harvested and pulped trees. 
They're delivered to the mill in padded trucks by men wearing soft gloves who use quiet saws. That's amazing! Totally worth the extra six bucks. Oh, well, look at this right here, margarita mix! Somebody's ready for the solstice. Oh, you want me to add on a bag of ice? You can just pick it up on the way out. Heavens forbid! I have organically frozen ice imported. It's chipped out of Canadian lakes and streams that we're going to freeze anyway. Are you in Europe? Do you need an adapter? that the lasting cultural effect is that our children's children will not play the air guitar. They will be, in effect, playing Air Guitar Hero. So you see, if you were to push this button, two things will happen. Oh? One, someone you do not know will die. Oh. And two, you will receive a payment of one million dollars. Oh. You have 24 hours to No deal. Excuse me? I said no deal, my good man. <laughs> Perhaps I wasn't clear. You will receive one million, million dollars, yes, tax-free. Uh. It's not, is it? Hmm. How is the income classified? Is it like lottery winnings? Because then I'm going to need to fill out a 27B-6 this quarter. Uh, usually we do this in New York State, so I'd have to check the Rhode Island tax code. Or is it labor? Because I have to push the button. Do you withhold for Social Security? Medicare? I could call my accountant for you. I've already used the 327 shelter in the previous... Look, either way, after tax, it's going to be more like... 90 to $100,000. Look, it's free money. All you have to do is push a button. Believe me, I would love to press the button. Just look at it. That button is terrific. It just wouldn't be fiscally responsible. There are too many variables. I'll have Ingmar show you out. Ingmar! But aren't you curious? Wouldn't you like to feel the power to know you've ended a human life with one press of a button? I'm sure it's great. But what if I really like it? Sure, the first one's free. Now what if I want to push the button again later? Think of it like a game of chance! <sighs> Press the button just once, then check the news. See who's died! What does pushing the button do? Is it a detonator? Is it a signal to a hitman? Or a doctor? Will there be evidence that the victim has died of button-related injuries? I assure you, no investigation will lead back to you should you choose to push the button. But there is an investigation. Is this legal? This isn't one of those void where prohibited things, is it? Could I push the button in Utah? The box will remain here for 24 hours. You have until then to make your decision. Is the clock already running on that? No, never mind. No, I've made my decision. It could be a celebrity or a junkie. You won't know until you press it. Ingmar, wait. Ingmar stays here on the property with me. Would he be considered a dependent? You'll never know until you press the button. Meh. <laughs> Aren't you interested in the ironic twist? 
What I'm saying is if the computer didn't create that, and you didn't create that, then there's something else on the ship with us. I told you it wasn't me. Are you lying? Would I lie to you? Would you? Yes. Are you? No. Alright then. Here we are. That's odd. Even I've never been down to this level before. That's because we don't need non-human personnel. Non-personnel? Robots accessing the AA-23 bullet acceleration kits. Ah, here we go. Wow. This'll do. Or this. I should probably take a couple. Ooh, and this one. Can I have one? What for? Well, why do you need one? Or six? Because... Oh, fine. Just don't hit me. And just take one. You'll take this one. You know, it's the most powerful handgun in the world. Which world? Any of them, I think. Hey, Butterfinger computer one. Oh. Um, but you don't have any arms. Oh, don't be silly. Ugh. Uh, okay. Computer, do you want to take one of these guns? No, thank you. Oh, come on. Apparently I can't have one anyway. Don't be like that. Here. I don't want that. Just take it. I can't use that. Well, then why did you... Denied. Boy, she's touchy. Did you find the ammo yet? Yep, here it is. Right next to the protective eyewear. And earwear. And these gloves and vests. And next to the knee pads and the boots. These are the rubber bullets. What about... Are these all rubber bullets? I guess the regular kind go through the ship's hull instead of bouncing off. Yeah, it's more efficient to only provide rubber bullets instead of regular bullets and bullet-shaped hull patches. Oh. Here, have some safety glasses. I'm not wearing all that stuff. Rubber bullets are like a racquetball or something. A little racquetball. Remember when you got hit with that racquetball? Well, I'm not putting on knee pads. My homie owns a dairy farm. What? No, your tropical storm, Catherine Zeta-Jones material still sounds fresh. Seriously. Connect four. Yes! High five, man. You know you lost, right? But you won! Awesome! High five! Hugo, I didn't just win. I, I defeated you. You lost the game. Aw, oh, what kind of friend would I be if I wasn't happy for you? The completely normal kind? Oh, Victor, that's, that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> Look, it's right there in your name. Victor, good for you! Loser has to clean up, you know. All done. Want to go again? No, it's, it's not even fun. I'm, I'm 17 and 0. Stop letting me win. Are you suggesting that I have deliberately fallen on the battlefield of Connect Four? Let me assure you, I am definitely playing to the utmost of my abilities. After 17 straight losses. It's not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. But you're playing badly, very badly. Are you colorblind? Do you know we're not on the same team? Well, I've never played this game before. I mean, it's like it's like playing tennis with Lee Trevino. I, I know I can't win, but I learned so much just by playing. Lee Trevino was a golfer. But still an athlete. 
He must have terrific hand-eye coordination. Secondly, I've had this game since I was in the sixth grade, and I don't think I'd played 17 rounds in my life up to- Whoa, braggart much? I'm not a Connect Four master. There's no such thing. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess I'm just unlucky. It's not a game of luck. It's, okay, it's skill-based, but it's a tiny amount of skill. Look, see this? Ages eight and up. A minute to learn, a lifetime to master. That's Othello. And you should know that because you got it wrong in Trivial Pursuit. Are you just bad at games? Do you hate winning? Hey, I feel like a winner. How could you possibly? Because I'm so proud of you, Victor. You haven't lost all weekend. It's like I'm playing vicariously through your success. But you're actually really playing. You don't need to imagine what it's like. Just do it yourself. Hey, man, without me losing, you wouldn't be able to win. It's cool. I'm just talking one for the team. Taking one for the team. Okay. I'm just happy there's a winner at all. What with wars and unsolved murders and all these things where we never really know how they turn out. You know what makes games fun for everyone else? The spirit of competition. World War I raged for four years. They called it the Great War. This is like, like me boxing Evander the Real Deal Holyfield. He's going to get bored because I don't stand a chance, except you're me, and I'm the four-time undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, and I need more of a challenge in the ring. All right, man. I'll be your Ottoman Empire. They call me Beverly Hills because I have no idea what's going on around me. You almost just put your hands into a load of 38. Here you go, Murphy. Have some water. Thanks, Doc. Now then, I'd like you to have a sip and rank the flavor of the water on a continuum. That is, on a scale from 1 to 10, where 1 represents a cool, crisp, clear, refreshing mountain spring, and 10 represents, let's say, chilled urine. Chilled urine? Oh dear. I'll have to speak with my assistant about that after our session. Oh, no, no, I mean, it's, it's maybe only a 5. Nonetheless. So, you understand how our system works? I think so. Fantastic. Now then, I understand you aren't the most popular kid on the playground. Well, not exactly. But then the university doesn't actually have a playground, you know. It's a metaphor, Murphy. On a scale from ten, real life, to one, the works of Jackson Pollock, a metaphor would be a solid 6.4. Let's try again. Tell me how you're feeling today. Well... I'm just kind of... No, no, no. Use a scale, Murphy. Let's say it's from 1 to 10, where 1 is embarrassed and 10 is ashamed. But I'm not embarrassed or ashamed. Unfortunately, Murphy, life is rarely so cut and dry. Simply choose a number that you feel best demonstrates where you stand on the field between embarrassment and shame. Oh, oh, I see. I guess I'm equally embarrassed and ashamed, even if that amount is not at all. So I'll say 5 again. Oh, five again. You don't seem mortified to me, Murphy. Are you thinking these over, or do you just like that number five? I think I'll give it a five on the scale of one to ten. <laughs> sure, a lot of people would. But did you know that if we arrange the numbers one through ten based on ratings collected from a sample of 613 people, the number five would be eight, and the fifth number would be two? That's confusing. Is it? Uh, I thought it was interesting myself. It's both, I guess? Say we had a scale ranging from 5 to 14, where 5 is confusion and 14 represents interest, where would you place that fact? Of course, the 12 is surprise, but I should warn you, Murphy, the 7 represents lust. Beware the wiles of the heart. Uh, 9? Curiously shocking. And if I told you that fact was a lie? Um, 6? 
Ah, shockingly curious. So you find Elias to be not only confusing, but sexy. It's not a good scale! It can't be higher! I'm not that surprised! I see. I'd like to hear your opinion on sliding scales versus weighted voting systems, but of course this is your session, and we haven't even gotten to your dreams yet. In order to save time, try to visualize a point in three-dimensional space, answering the first question on the x-axis with a traditional ten-point scale, describing your dreams on the y-axis with any number between negative twenty and four, which would of course obviously indicate some kind of endless nightmare world, and since I'm wearing a new tie today, let's just use the z-axis for your opinion on that. Fourteen-point scale starting at number seventeen for delightful, eighteen for superb, nineteen for splendid, and so on. Okay, there are like nine things wrong with that. First, isn't the z-axis imaginary, and why does it start at seventeen? Shouldn't it just go on to another number like one? Okay, that's nine, one, and seventeen. Right about here. Well, Murphy, I'm glad we see eye to eye on voting systems. Sorry to hear you've been having night terrors. I'm glad you like my tie. I just mean a 17 is... Thank you. The missus picked it out for me herself on Arbor Day. No, listen. I'm not having night terrors. I didn't pick 17. I just said 17 because... Thank you. She told me I'd look dashing in red. Those aren't good systems. What number would I've had to pick if I didn't like your tie? Are you calling my wife a liar, Murphy? No, I don't know what to do with a scale that starts on 17 and goes... Well, thank you again. But enough about my tie. Let's discuss these dreams of yours. What? Okay. I'm always wearing the same pair of gray and blue shoes in my dreams, even though it's not a pair I own in real life. Well, that doesn't sound too terrifying. Are they comfortable? I never really notice. Say on a scale from 2, I can't believe it, to 29, I'm walking on air. How would you rate the fit and comfort? 6? How about 6? Really? I'll be straight with you, Murphy. Nobody's ever chosen a six on this scale before. Why, it's not even defined. On a scale of one, not six, to ten, six, this is off the charts. Yeah, it's off the charts? It's not just ten, or six, or whatever? It certainly is more six than any other number in the scale. Except maybe twelve, which is twice as six. Well, where is it on a scale of twenty-two for Ming's vase to bajillion for persimmons shaped like Huckleberry Finn? Thirty-four, pumpkin carved like a kitty cat. Where's this sudden anger coming from, Murphy? Have the night terrors left you sleep-deprived? This is the attitude of a four. Be a twelve. You know what? This isn't working. It, it isn't working at all. I need someone who will listen to me, not rate my attitude. All right, Murphy, but I'll need you to evaluate our session before you leave. Let's make your satisfaction a continuum, represented by your distance from me, with this office representing unsatisfied, anywhere outside the building and beyond representing incredibly satisfied. Anyway, so that's why I think it might not be an intruder. It might be a ghost. A g-g-g-ghost? Yeah, you know. Spirit from the afterlife, trying to communicate with the living. I'm afraid I'm not a fan of ghosts. That's nonsense. Well, ghosts are a little spooky, don't you think? Sure, if they were real. I saw one when I was younger, and it was quite startling. What do you mean, when you were younger? Oh, did you hear that? Hear what? That... Boom. Ow, ow! Colon ain't an anchor so my knee. <laughs> the jet. Lovin's spoonful this hurts. Well, right in the knee. Pain must be excruciating. Ow, 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 ow. Computer, give him something to dull that incredible pain. Ba, 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 ba. Not helping. The bullet smacked right into his completely unprotected knee. Computer, he needs relief. 
No, no, don't. You know what? Let's just get rid of the small size and fast food beverages altogether. We might as well, since it's getting harder to remember a time when small was 8 ounces, medium was 16, and large was 24. Now we have 16 ounces as the new small, 32 is the new medium, and 64 is the new large. Plus we have everything from XL to XXXL, which all seem unnecessary since I'm pretty sure that just the large size alone is bigger than the volume of most human stomachs. I don't know, it just doesn't seem very convenient for me. You grab these drinks while you're on the go, and they're so big that you don't get very far before you have to stop to take a leak. And if you've seen public restrooms as much as I have, you tend to want to avoid them like an STD. Hmm. Though I guess if you really wanted to, the cups are large enough for you to use them as a urinal, so you can avoid the restroom altogether. But that might create an embarrassing situation later on, so it's still not very convenient. My name is Z-Rob, and I... You're okay. There you go. We're gonna be in hyperspace for quite a while, so I'm just gonna warm up the cryo-freezer unit, and by the time you wake up, the next gem point you'll be right as rain. Connection thing, coffee, tea, me, ha! Run a diagnostic on her while you're at it. Connection thing, can I interest you in some light reading? Uh, sure. What have you got? Can I interest you in trade routes of the Cloud Nebula? That sounds really boring. Oh, no, no. It's quite enjoyable. Pass. What else do you have? Nothing else. Alright, fine. Where is it? Deck 11. Can you bring it here? Thanks to someone, I'm having some trouble getting around. It takes up all of Deck 11. Forget it. Are you sure? I read it several times. In we go, boss. Let's just help you in. It's cold. Yeah, it's a freezer. Yeah, uh, here. Take this. It's for beards. Thanks, buddy. Engaging cryo sleep. Now contacting command. Now transmitting fake route. Launching beacon. Now spooling message. <laughs> Frequency Earth, Unprotected Knee was written and directed by Rob Schultz and produced by Russell August Anderson. Featuring the vocal talents of G. Maximilian Zaru, Nicola Clark, Rob Schultz, Jillian Dunn, Dave Anderson, Becky Sanders, Rama Valuri, Jarrett Lennon Kaufman, Josh Spence, Diana Wright, Kenny Beck, Dylan Rohde, Etta Devine, Gabriel Diani, Johnny Schwartzbein, Fletcher Kaufman, Matt Besser, and me, Tim Greer, with original music by Darius Holbert and Z-Rob. Special thanks to DAP Central. This radio program, like so much of creation, is not art. Tape operator Rocco Alloy.